Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Welcome to the Iron Brew Podcast. It's your stats episode here on Patreon. Brad Mel, Matt Ellis, and of course, Iron Stats himself. It's Andy. Now, because it's November, we've decided that we'll look at uh, Scunthorpe United's international stats because obviously, traditionally, in the football calendar, there's always like an international break around this time of the year. And, and before we get on to Scunthorpe, just while we're on Patreon, we can sort of discuss about what we want. Let's let's take the internationals then. And just in terms of England, do you how 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 do you feel about the sort of international games? I mean, I know I get I get quite involved with it when it's like the Euros or the World Cup, but when it's like the friendlies like this, and I think it's the Nations League now, isn't it? I just it's it's not for me. I don't really have any sort of vested interest in it. Yeah, I, I just couldn't tell you when the last time England played. To be quite honest, it was like last week. <laughs> yeah, I know. No, I, I generally, unless it's like a, you know, obviously the World Cup or the Euros, I probably wouldn't take any notice of any friendlies or anything like that. I just can't be asked to be quite honest. Yeah, but anyway, yeah. I used to watch the games quite religiously um, up until, I don't know, maybe seven or eight years ago. Um, and obviously there's a World Cup in 2018 and got to the semi-final, didn't we? And that was, that was great. And that kind of lifted the country and I think everyone was then back behind them. But yeah, it's just... The, the friendlies in the Nations League just don't interest me whatsoever. They had three games last week, didn't they? Yeah, I think it doesn't help that it's been moved mainly to, to BT as well, hasn't it? I think they used to be on ITV every every time, didn't they? But I don't think it is now. Yeah, they've all been moved. I think Nations League was Sky now, isn't it? Or BT or one of them. So, yeah, mm. that, that kind of puts a lot of people off as well. So, yeah. Just, I mean, player-wise, I mean, there's some good young lads coming through, isn't there? And I think potentially going into the next tournament we might, might have a shot of, of getting to the later um, stages but we played Belgium last week and we got beat 2-0 so you know as soon as you start playing those decent sides that's when you, you start losing the game so it's yeah it's interesting how they'll get on in the next few years. Well, that was the reason why we thought, well, as it's November, let's have a look at Scunthorpe United's international record. And yeah, I think, I think we we know that we've had a fair few people represent, you know, Republic of Ireland, Northern Ireland over the years, and and quite a lot doing Scotland and and Wales and for the home nations that sort of thing. But we've we've had quite a lot of international players, haven't we? When we're looking at this document, uh, <laughs> and I think Andy, you were saying, weren't you? It sort of goes back probably about thirty years. Is that, is that right? Yes, back to nineteen ninety. Yeah. So let's uh, let's just have a look at this. We'll look at the overview. Um, um, at the the at the start here, and it's just this table, and it just ranks at the minute uh, the Scotland United players when they play for us, and how many caps they've got, how many goals they scored as well, if they did score any, and right out in front uh, with twelve caps, the next one down being four is Grant McCann for Northern Ireland, playing for them between two thousand and eight, two thousand and ten, scoring three times, uh, twice against San Marino, once against Israel, and that yeah that that's. That seems about right, doesn't it? Because in uh, 2008, 2010, that's sort of when he's playing for us as well, isn't it? In that in that sort of run to Wembley and the promotion, and he was he was brilliant for us, wasn't he? So I'm not at all surprised that he's got the Northern Ireland call ups and is is doing well for that that squad at the same time. Yeah, no real surprise. I think if if you had asked you know, kind of Iron fans in the last ten years, you think ah. 
or maybe even more than 10 years, I suppose. But who, who do you think has got our most caps and most goals? You probably would have said Grant McCann, wouldn't you? <laughs> that's, that's the first one who came to my mind, to be quite honest. And then underneath that, um, of course, Mulligan, who we spoke to, played for New Zealand with four caps and three goals. And uh, he scored three against the Mount Ivanatu. So <laughs> He did. He told us about that, didn't he? Actually, he, he, yeah. And, and obviously, he's a player that I'm sure we can come onto it later when we go on to the rest of the world tab. But he was in that squad in the South Africa World Cup in 2010. And we can. There's, there's actually that that World Cup shows up a few times uh, throughout some of these players actually. Um, and he, I remember him saying to us, wasn't he? That I don't think he got on at that World Cup, but that was of course the time when New Zealand were unbeaten, aren't they? The only team to be unbeaten at a World Cup, something like that. And and he, he didn't get on, but he just. He really enjoyed the experience of just being there and you know they were talking about how it was like a real close-knit group that squad that they still you know they still talk to each other they still get on and things like that now yeah i think they went they drew all three games didn't they i think they had italy in the group who were the reigning world champions at the time so yeah it must be must be unbelievable to go to to a tournament like that you know, it's the pinnacle for anyone and so i remember the, the the chat you guys had with him and obviously it was a proud moment for him and Played in a couple of the Confederations Cups as well. So, yeah, he's, um, mm-hmm. he was a mainstay in the New Zealand side for quite a while, wasn't he? Well, while we're talking about New Zealand, let's just have a look at some of our other ones here, actually, on this Rest of the World tab. Because uh, Rory Fallon, and he was a player that Mulligan did mention quite a lot. He's one we've actually won. Actually, I'd quite like to get him on and in conversation because I think he'd be quite interesting. I know he did um, co-commentary, didn't he, at some point this season for one of the away games. I can't remember which one it was, but he came across really well on there. It'd be good to have him on. But, you know, he, he's, a, he's another player that, you know, he's pretty big in uh, New Zealand, isn't he? And actually, I've got a feeling he might be their assistant manager off the top of my head at the minute. I've got a feeling he is. Um, but getting 24 caps in New Zealand, six goals, and he did play in the, in the World Cup in 2010. Yeah, he's he's currently their assistant manager of New Zealand national side. So um, I remember him coming to Scunny, and I think it was when Robbins was in charge, wasn't it? And he did yeah. he did he score in Robbins' first game? He scored quite a few goals in the, it was three and five. And then he got cut short by injury, but I remember he would. He, I think he would have been a decent player for us had he you know not got injured. But um, but yeah, again another one who, who had a career kind of higher up the leagues, and again he six international goals is is kind of good for a player that's then ended up playing for Scunny. Am I right in saying that he he's an ice cream man? Yeah, he is. I'm pretty sure he is. He's got something to do with like an ice cream stall or something yeah, like yeah. that, definitely. <laughs> it was, it, he must well, do that well, he's, uh, he's, he's assistant managing, I guess. Yeah, just in, ca- just in case the assistant managing don't pan out, he's got a nice little side yeah. business. Ice cream's at <laughs> half time for the team. Yeah. Um, another one staying with um, staying with New Zealand a little bit more recently as well. Uh, 2017, of course, playing for signing for Scunthorpe United, Clayton Lewis, of course, he's one that, well, we've, we've mentioned him many times, haven't we, on the on the podcast and saying that he never really got in the squad because he, he only played for 23 times. He had one goal in that time. Uh, but he's got 14 uh, professional caps. He has 12 youth or B caps. And in the youth ranks, he scored four times. And again, uh, you know, going off what's, uh, Dave Mulligan said to us in that in conversation, you know, he, he's saying he's you know he's seen him play and he's he has a you know a, one of them players that's got a lot of ability and it, it used to be that uh, you know the New Zealand players if they got into that youth setup would then come across to England and then sort of learn your trade here and then you know get into that professional team but you know he, he's he's one that never really quite worked out at Scunthorpe but you know fourteen international caps for them 
Yeah, I think I think that's what he tried to do, wasn't he? He came over, didn't he, to us and thought, you know, this, this might be, it's a good place to try and you know, have a, a relatively successful career in the English Football League. But as you said, it, it didn't quite work out for him, did it? No. It's weird, because he, he was a tidy player, wasn't he? He just never quite got that. I think the only time he had a real run in the first team was the year we went down. He was kind of thrown in by Dawson, um, which, you know, at that time we were awful anyway, so kind of no one was going to save us. But he played, I think, it was, was it 11 games he played? for New Zealand, both the first team and, and the kind of youth team whilst it was with us. So 11 games for New Zealand and only 23 for us in that same time. So, Yeah, he was one that kept getting called away, didn't he? I do remember that. Um, let's just, well, we might as well wrap up New Zealand while we're on it. Um, Perry Cotton, if you go back to 1988, signed for Scunthorpe, 33 starts for us, uh, two goals. He played 10 times, scoring once. Uh, but the most represented uh, I am player for New Zealand as an international level is Jason Batty, of course, goalkeeper, 2001, uh, but didn't actually play for Scunthorpe, but had 55 caps um, and played in the 99 and 2003 Confederations Cup for New Zealand. Got nothing to add to that, I'm afraid. I, I cannot remember him, obviously, because yeah. he didn't play. It obviously, was not going to stick in the mind, but now I've, I've got nothing to add, I'm afraid. Well, yeah, I mean, we, we were looking at this before before we started. <laughs> Never we were, yeah, we were trying to work it out because, obviously, <clears throat> you're just scanning down this list. It's got the years that um, they signed for the club and you, you see there Perry Cotton above him, 1988, so you think, OK, Jason Batty, similar sort of time, but, but no, 2001, and I was I, I don't remember that at all. <laughs> no, I jumped to the top of this. This is Simon Miotto from Australia, another goalkeeper, didn't play for us. And that was 2000, Um, so that's the year before. (laughs) Yeah, so I I can't remember them at all. No, I don't remember them either. Um, Let's go back to this first page then, (laughs) and we're looking at the overall tabs. Um, As as you expect, as we just said, Grant McCann at the top there, Dave Mulligan next on four. That's tied with Michael O'Connor for Northern Ireland, and then Clayton Lewis and Jason Batty, as we've just said, uh, for professional caps for New Zealand. Uh, Just below that, though, is one that when we were thinking before we'd even looked at this document, okay, international players, you know, where did your mind go to? I Like you, Matt, I, th- I went to Grant McCann quite early on, same with Joe Murphy as well. Um, but I thought one, and maybe it's because it's the country you played for, but one that stuck in my mind was Scott Wiseman, of course, playing for Gibraltar. Uh, uh, but on, only three caps for him, but I, I was expecting that to be uh, a, a little bit higher up, But because uh, I seem to remember him going, uh, going away a few times, but uh, maybe not. I think that was just as they were starting out, wasn't it? As, as a kind of an international side. Because they've not been around. Obviously, Gibraltar itself has been around, but as a kind yeah. of an international team, it, it's not. So I think he's actually playing over there at the minute, isn't he? He's yes, come I over think so. to Lincoln Redimps. Yes, because he, he was at Salford, wasn't he, for a time? Mm. And then, yeah, I think he went out there. I mean, since leaving uh, Scunthorpe, he's played for him a few more times. I think he's got 14 uh, caps now, hasn't he? I think overall. Yes. He has, yeah, 14 in the end. So whether he'll end up getting more, because I think they've, again, Nations League, as we mentioned it earlier, has not been great to watch. But I think Gibraltar actually won their groups, whether that's, I don't know if he's playing at the minute or not, but it kind of gives those minnows a chance to progress in the tournament and play more games. Whether he, with him playing over there, I think he is, well, I think he's probably mid 30s now, isn't he? Whether he'll still be around or not. But um, but yeah, it's an interesting one. Born in Hull, I think, wasn't he as well? I think so, yeah. Yeah. 
let's let's look forward well because obviously this is like full internationals and generally it's whilst they were playing at Scunthorpe United. But uh, of course, with with you know with the um, the international setup, you've got you've got things like B internationals. There's under twenty threes. There's under twenties, under nineteens, things like that. Under twenty ones, of course. Um, so the, a few of these are listed as well. Um, I, I want to I want to pull this one up because I I'm I'm a big fan of this one. It's uh, it's in the it's in the B internationals. Um, we've got three players listed. Um, Andy Keogh, Jim Goodwin and Tommy Evans all getting one cap there for the international Keogh and Goodwin for Republic of Ireland, Tommy Evans for Northern Ireland um, but I want to look at Jim Goodwin, one appearance for them and of course sent off in that game yeah, what else? Brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, what you expect? I was just not surprised. I was. Just, I think that's the only red card listed here, isn't it? And I just looked across. I was like, "Yep, of course." <laughs> he did only get sent off once for for scunning as well. Actually, looking back, because I, I saw that and I wondered because obviously he's got a bit of a reputation, hasn't he? But only <laughs> one red card, and it's it's that one. Everyone will know the video that goes around Twitter, the one where there's fifteen, sixteen bad tackles against Brentford, and that was his only sending off for us. I, I remember that because it's it was that appearance, wasn't it? Where uh, you know he's he's on the pitch, he scores, and he gets sent off. And I I, I had it in my head that that was his debut. It, it might not have been. I'm not sure. <laughs> I think he come back off a long injury layoff. Um, but yeah, it was his first game back. Scored early on, and then sent off late on. Brilliant. And then, yeah, like we say, I think that's the only one I think on this list that uh, that has a has a red card listed. So yeah, there's there's one for the. Uh, the stats fans certainly um let's look at another player that i want to bring up here actually and that is we're staying with england uh and it's jack cork i want to talk about him for a little bit because i mean brilliant player first of all obviously fantastic um it's down here in the under 19s uh listed with seven caps uh no goal but i remember one of those was uh glanford park it was he was representing england i think he was captain i think it might have just been because obviously he was playing for scunthorpe at the time the game was at scunthorpe but um yeah i i remember i remember that i I, I think I went to the game. I, I think I did, but I can't remember much about it. But I do remember Jack Cork sort of playing for England whilst he played at Scunthorpe at Scunthorpe at Clanford Park. Yeah, I've, um, I've just looked that up. Romania, um, I wasn't aware of that. But yeah, I think it beat Romania 6 0 2007. Mm. And he, he played in that game. But he was a very good player, wasn't he? Obviously, Dang. very young when he came to us. But I think um, the year would gone up to the championship he came, didn't he? Um, he was just a, a class above the rest. I think he won every single play with the year award. Um, and obviously he's gone on to, obviously he's been playing the premiership for a long time, been at Southampton, Swansea. I think, did he go to Burnley for £10 million a couple of years ago mm. as well? Um, only the one England cap still though, so I don't know whether that's that's passed him by now. Now he's in his 30s, but um, yeah. yeah, he was a, a very good player. I mean, he, I mean, he really was. I mean, yeah, he got he got a lot of youth caps, you know, collated. There was thirty nine of them. Uh, another thing is that he played. He he was in the the GB squad for the twenty twelve Olympics, and I, you know, I can I can remember this quite clearly because actually I actually saw him play uh, in person for one of these games. It was at the Millennium Stadium. It was uh, Team GB versus South Korea. I think we lost five four on penalties. That's what knocked them out. But I remember this at the time because. Uh, it, it was, you know, it was a big squad. I remember Ryan Giggs was in it, especially. There was a lot of talk at the time that David Beckham might have been coming, you know, out of retirement to represent GB for that one. Um, I don't think he did in the end, but it was, you know, really big names. And then Jack Cork, who I think at the time wasn't quite. 
sort of as established in the Premier League as as he is now. But you know, he was there because I, I just remember obviously it was in Cardiff, Millennium Stadium. You know, they say like number eleven Ryan Giggs. You know, it goes mental around the place, obviously. And then it's like number twelve Jack Cork, and just like a scattering of applause. You know, it's like oh, I recognise him. He's decent. I'll, you'll see. <laughs> yeah, he's. Um jealous of you firstly going to that I tried to get tickets for a lot of things for the Olympics and didn't get any so very jealous um, personally um, but but yeah the squad it had a few decent players didn't it Gallant Giggs played and Michael Richards was in there Jack yeah. Butland was in goal I think Aaron Ramsey played as well and obviously mm. he's gone on to, to do good stuff and I think was it Craig Bellamy was the other kind of over 20 I feel like yeah I feel like he might have been I mean we talk about experience don't we? we've already said it with Dave Mulligan and uh, the World Cup squad in 2010 and now that was a great experience for him it's the same sort of thing with Jack Cork and the Olympics here isn't it not just playing at that tournament but also you know being in a squad and playing with players of the caliber that we've just mentioned you know like Giggs and, and Bellamy and players like that so that'd be a great experience for him let's just stay with this England tab here uh, and this is I think this is just just explain this again Andy I think but I think it's it's how it's you've got we've got four players listed here for England but this is whilst they were at Scunthorpe is that right yes yeah basically to, to answer it short yeah so with the other countries obviously there's minimal players from each country and even the kind of other home nations it's a bit more easy to collate obviously English players we've had hundreds of them um, so whereas other ones I, I was kind of able to look either before their time playing for Scunny or after to see if they've had international caps either side just with English players that would have just taken too long so yes yeah, so the four I've included there are the only ones that had caps whilst with us yeah so as you say four players there Jack Cork being one of them uh, 35 um, iron starts two goals for us just the one appearance as we say there um, so none of the other three have professional caps but we do have a few in the in the youth ranks uh, Nathan Stanton one of them four youth uh, or B caps we've got Henry Lansbury obviously loaned from Arsenal and a great player actually um, 46 youth caps and I, that was that was one as well because he was he was tipped to be a, you know really something wasn't he uh, and then Tom Pierce as well who we had on loan uh, last year actually uh, nine starts for us one goal uh, 10 youth caps so yeah those are the four that have been pulled out yeah Henry Lansbury like you say I remember him being a very good player. Again, his his um, time with us was cut short. So I don't think he made the playoff final, didn't he? But that year we went back up in um, 2008, 2009. Um, yeah, he, he looked again a different class, wasn't he? And it's a shame he's not gone on to bigger things. He has played at, at what Forest and Villa, um, and say 46 youth caps as well. So obviously he was in and around the England England team for, for several years, but never quite made that jump. And I think at the minute he's playing. Is he at Villa at the minute? Isn't he? I think he, he is at Villa. Not, yeah. Not, just not playing. So. Yeah. Right. I think, shall we have a look at uh, Ireland next? I mean, obviously at the start, Matt, you said that you went straight to Grant McCann, didn't you? So maybe do you want to take us through some of these players to start with? I mean, as, as you might expect, we've got quite a lot of players that played for, for Ireland, Republic and, and Northern Ireland. Um, with with obviously a decent amount of iron starts, we spoke about Grant McCann, but of course there's Michael O'Connor in there. Um, you know, we started 11 times for Northern Ireland, got players like Jamie Ward, you got 35 caps and four goals to Northern Ireland. Of course, we had him uh, on loan last season. Didn't we set up Kev's goal against Grimsby? Um, we obviously thought he was he's a pretty good player, but he's, he's clearly got you know, 35 caps for Northern Ireland. pretty good. So he's clearly been on the international scene for a while. <clears throat> um, and a couple of others there. You've got Oliver Norwood, who of course plays in the Premier League with Sheffield United now, I believe. 57 caps and he was on loan in 2011 from Man United and he scored one goal with 17 starts as well. Rory McArdle's worth mentioning, isn't he? Because <clears throat> he's a player that got, he was up and down with Scunthorpe, wasn't he? But yeah, he's represented Northern Ireland you know, uh, professionally seven times. 
yeah. As as, as you might expect, good old Rory McArdle, what a player he was. Um, I liked him. I do. I liked him. I would have taken him again this season. <laughs> yeah, gosh, sure, mate. I would have. Genuinely would have. <laughs> <laughs> it's an interesting one at the start of that season. We were really struggling, but you had players like Matt Edlund, Jamie Ward and Rory McArdle who have all represented Northern Ireland in that team. And you would have mm. thought that may have helped kind of the players around them with that experience. And go back to Jamie Ward, I know there was... I think he wanted a bigger role in the club and that's why he didn't sign for longer. But again, just having him around the club, 35 games you know, for Northern Ireland and played in Euro 2016 recently. Mm. So to have him in and around the building and just think about to start this season, if he, if, you know, he probably would have been only given a contract to the end of last year. But again, if he was in the start of this season, it's just someone else we've got with a bit of experience that may have helped us. Mm. Uh, yeah. as, as Matt says, we've got Republic of Ireland a lot represented there. Mm. Um, Cliff Byrne, obviously... 343 starts for Scunthorpe United, nine goals. My favourite Scunthorpe United player, only seven youth caps. This, I mean, Republic of Ireland, don't know what they missed out on there. <laughs> An interesting one, actually, um, for Republic of Ireland is John Walters. He was on loan from Hull in 2005, only played three games for us, but of course, um, he went on to, uh, you know, play quite a lot of international football for mm. Ireland. He played in the Premier League for Stoke for a long time, didn't he? Um, he got 54 caps and 14 goals. And of course, he played in Euro 2016 as well. I can't remember John Walters playing for us. I know, obviously, yeah. f- from doing this and, and looking at other things, I know he has done, but I just, I've got no memory no. of him playing for us. Yeah, I remember. It was only three appearances, but he was absolutely awful. But um, <laughs> obviously, like, he, he was genuinely terrible. But I mean, um, he went on to have a good career, didn't he? So... Mm. Yeah. <laughs> uh, a few more here that interesting to pick out. Eddie Nolan, he's got he's got three uh, professional camps as well. Yes, reliable, I guess is, is the word for him. He was with us a couple of times, well, two or three times, I think he signed, wasn't he? So mm-hmm. he was um, always did okay for us. And again, he, he, I guess he played in the championship for us, didn't he? So that's yeah. probably where he. Um, I can't believe he's got three caps for Northern. <laughs> Shane Duffy as well. I, I I always forget we had him. You know, and obviously he played 19 games for us, didn't he? Uh, but I I forget 39 cats for him, of course, four goals. Yeah, he's yeah. had a decent career, hasn't he? Yeah, he's at Celtic at the minute. I think isn't he went in the mm. summer. Yeah. You go from Brighton, was that right? Yes, I think he did, didn't he? Played in the Premier League quite a few times, then, hasn't he? So yeah, he's had a decent yeah. career as well. Can we have a look at Scotland, actually, because while, while we're doing the uh, sort of home nations, because obviously, let, let's go to this one straight away. I think let's go to Murray Wallace, because obviously we've spoken to him. Uh, we know that's a real ambition of his to get into that Scotland side. Um, and he said that's, you know, that was a large part of his move away from the club, because uh, in League One, you don't really get noticed. And, uh, you know, he needed to be in the championship. Obviously, that's went to Millwall, didn't he? Um, but it, it's still not happening. 145 times to play for Scunthorpe, six goals. Uh, he's played for the youth or B setup for Scotland five times, but still no professional cap. And it's just like he's he's such a good player, and you know he, he does it consistently, doesn't he? But it's just he's still not getting into that team. No, it's it's, it's a shame, isn't it? Because he was a very good player, and like I say, he did move. Um, I think he, he did say he would stay, wouldn't he? If he'd gone up with us into the championship, because that's where the level he wanted to be at. And so he went, you know, Dwayne went, Hacks went. But yeah, it's just it's it's not happened for him for some reason. I think I had a look and he's played. I think it's eighty nine times for Millwall now, and he, he does. He's a regular starter, so I'm not sure what else he can do. I mean, Scotland have turned a bit of a corner, haven't they? They have qualified for the Euros, and I'm not quite sure what what side they've got out in, in the players. But yeah, well, it's, it's a real shame it's not not happened for him. I suppose I mean, Matt was we were talking about this earlier on, um, and 
obviously, obviously he was put left back for a lot of Scunthorpe's time, which was something that drives us mad, doesn't it? But he's he's ended up playing left back a lot for for Millwall as well, hasn't he? Yeah. And of course, Scotland's left back is Andy Robertson. Yeah, I guess there's that. I think I'm, I'm kind of thinking of him as a centre back. But you're mm. right. If he is playing left back, maybe he's not going to get a shot with Robertson being in there. But again, even just he's not even getting in and around the squad, is he? Just you know, getting into the 23 and not playing is he's, he's kind of been overlooked. I'm not quite sure how much you know. Is he in their thoughts? Is he being watched? I don't know, but yeah, it's um, it's one of those I thought it would have happened for him now. He's, he's been gone a couple of years, and like I say, 89 games from Millwall, you thought he'd hopefully be picked up by them, but mm. I think he's 26, 27 now, so again, it's, you know, is he going to get that shot? You'd hope so. Yeah, hopefully. I mean, uh, let's let's look at some more players that have played for Scunthorpe and Scotland, and the one that's out there with the most caps, with 40 caps for Scotland, uh, it's Aaron Graham Alexander. Yeah, as, as you probably would have expected. It's, it's a bit weird that thinking of former Scotland United players, we kind of didn't get gravitate to Alexander straight away. But of course, he he played forty times for Scotland, didn't he? And uh, surprised to see he didn't score actually, considering how many how many goals he scored in his uh, his sort of professional career. Mm. Um, but it's it's no real surprise. Uh, another one further down as well, uh, just a little bit ahead of Alexander in the Scunthorpe terms. Uh, obviously, Alexander nineteen eighty eight. Uh, jump forward ever so slightly, nineteen ninety two, and Matt Elliott. He played eighteen times for Scotland, scoring once for them. Uh, of course, playing seventy seven times for us, scoring eight goals, and yeah. He's another one, I think. Andy, you went you went to Matt Elliott quite early on, didn't you, in terms of your thinking of international players for Scunthorpe? Yes. Um, it was just as I was kind of starting out. I remember him playing, I think he played at Wembley. I think he scored a penalty at Wembley against Blackpool um, when we went in 92. But he was a very good player for us. Um, again, kind of thinking, comparing him and Wallace, I think people looking back would probably just say Elliott um, just edges it. Um, obviously, he went on to play for Leicester. He played in the Premier League. Like you say, he's got 18 caps um, for Scotland as well. So maybe looking back, it's history on his he's on his side. But he was, yeah, he was a, another very good, very good player for us. Um, there's a couple more I want to bring out. Um, Christy Walubo getting four caps. Um, obviously, he only scored twice for us, didn't he, in, in his 14 appearances? But uh, yeah, the no tree. goals for Scotland. <laughs> I think his most famous thing he did in a Scotland shirt was that miss. Can you remember that miss? Can I do. Yes, I can. Yeah, in the middle of the goal. <laughs> That was brilliant. I think that sums up him, him at Scunthorpe as well, doesn't it? I think uh, <laughs> another one as well to pull out. Um, Matt Jilks as well, obviously goalkeeper for us. Uh, I, again, a very very good goalkeeper. I'll say we were talking about this on the podcast actually. Um, the, the most recent one, uh, apart from you know, I think Howard is probably the best goalkeeper we've had since Jilks. But I think he was the last genuinely really good goalkeeper we had. Uh, he represented Scotland three times. Yeah, um, I think we've touched on it a few times in our episodes, haven't we? He was a good keeper for us and, and cut, again, cut short by injury in the playoffs and for whatever reason, McCall wasn't interested so he got shipped out. But I imagine he'll be playing for Bolton against us this week or... Yeah, I think he he played. Uh, he did. He's been playing the last couple, I think, hasn't he? So I, I'd I'd expect to see him. Yeah. Uh, let's let's just finish off this section then with Wales, obviously, uh, and uh, right up there, just this, just the one cap, but played for Scunthorpe quite a lot and a very notorious figure for Scunthorpe. Alan Nil, he's got uh, one Wales cap. Yeah, I think I think I might be wrong on this, but I think this was against the Netherlands back in the late eighties, just after they'd won the European Championship. Mm. I think he had to mark Marco van Basten. And mm. apparently, from what I understand, he did a very good job. Um, again, not sure why he only got the one cap. Um, but again, I, I remember having they were playing for us and he was a, a steady defender. Um, kind of 
I think, unfortunately, his managerial stint with us has, has made people um, opinion of him go down a little bit. But I think he always did a decent job for us. Um, there's a few things to pull out here, actually, for, for Wales. And I think one of them is this stat here. If you go down a little bit... Uh, one of only four players to score a hat-trick for the under-21 side for them, and that was Craig Davies. Oh, selector. <laughs> That's remarkable, isn't it, given how shite he was for us? Um, I mean, just look at his stats, 20, 21 appearances and, and no goals. And I think, yeah, he's another one of those sort of journeyman strikers we signed that never really did anything. But, I mean, he had a bit more more of a crack of the whip than most of them do. 21 appearances is, is you know, it's, it's half a season, isn't it? And, mm. um, you know... No goals. So no goals. Everything you need to know. <laughs> but he's still got seven professional caps, didn't he? And then, like I say, one of only four to score the hat trick for Wales under 21. So uh, I guess he could do it international level in some regards, even if he didn't at club level. <laughs> uh, Simon Church as well, he was one that struggled with injury, didn't he, for a time? He only ended up playing seven with us, but he's done, he's done really well for Wales, hasn't he? You know, 38 times he's played for them, uh, three goals he scored. And he was in the Euro 2016, which, of course, was a tournament Wales did really well in. Yeah, another one who's had a good career, similar to um, Jamie Ward, and he's one of those that's coming. He's maybe had signed for us because of his injuries and not mm. playing that much. But yeah, unfortunately, had a, I think on his debut he'd set one up and won a penalty as well. Yeah. And it was probably good signs, but again, he, he could never get fit. Unfortunately, there's a few that have played um, Euro 2016. Obviously, that was for Wales. Uh, if we go up a little bit, going back to sort of Northern Ireland. Jamie Ward was involved, and Ollie Norwood as well. Uh, so, you know, it's a tournament that crops up. Uh, shall we go to, let's go to the rest of the world, because obviously this, this collates, obviously, as, as it says, the, the players from the rest of the world. And it, there's some interesting stuff uh, in this. So, for example, uh, one that jumped out to me was uh, Keenan Dunvald-Turan. Now, he, he hasn't represented Germany at any level yet, either youth or professionally, but he's our only German player that we've had. And that, that was something that surprised me. I thought we would have had a, a German player before him. Yeah, the same. Um, he got queried when he signed if he was our only player and I, I, I couldn't find anyone at the time. Obviously, I've done a lot more research now. Yeah, he seems to be the only one. So it's, it's an odd one from a from a football powerhouse, if you like, the only ever German we've had. It's, it's odd. Um, I, unfortunately, I don't think we'll be looking to get another one anytime soon. In standard. <laughs> I'm not well, sure. We won't need one, is it? For two fucking years, isn't it? <laughs> I'm not sure. We'll, I'm not sure he's he's getting near that squad anytime soon either, is he? <laughs> uh, and then, obviously, of course, we mentioned the World Cup in 2010, the South Africa World Cup earlier, didn't we? When we were talking about uh, New Zealand, uh, another player that played in that World Cup was Ramon Nunes, and obviously he only played eight times for Scunthorpe. But I think he's a player that you know gets remembered, doesn't he? He's and he's uh, from Honduras and he's played 45 times for them scoring five goals and, and yeah he was involved in the 2010 side well I thought Ramon Nunes was was pretty good actually I remember mm. him playing mm. and scoring a few goals in that horrendous bright yellow um, bright green and, and oh, black strike one zebra strike kit yeah and uh, <laughs> yeah he did pretty well but he's had a good international career hasn't he yeah four five caps and, and five goals is, is pretty decent he scored a good goal at Coventry and then won away at Palace so he was a uh, yeah, very good play for us mm. I bet I think he plays over in, in, in America in an indoor league. It's a professional indoor oh, right. league, I think. <laughs> that's Only great. in America, right? That's a great start. <laughs> Random stats for you. Yeah, yeah that's right. I wouldn't have, wouldn't have known that. <clears throat> yeah, let's go a little bit further up. Um, Cameroon's actually somewhere where we've had a, a few uh, representative players from, although not getting into the professional sides. Uh, Guillapur, of course, uh, 72 times for Scunthorpe, 27 goals. Uh, hopefully going to be on an in-conversation soon, but uh, unfortunately not getting uh, any representation for the international side. No, I 
think his brother played in the 98 World Cup. Um, mm. Sam Mipua, I think his name was. But no, no, Guy never got there. But I remember him, I remember him when he first signed for us. We'd gone up into Division 2, I think it was at the time, just after the Carbo Garcia Wembley, so the season after he signed for us. Um, but then it was the year after we went down, we dropped back into the bottom division. He was scoring goals for fun. I think he scored two hat-tricks in consecutive games. He was a, a very good player, very powerful and could run from the halfway line and scored many a goal, kind of dribbling past players. So it'd be interesting if you can get get hold of him. It would be great to hear what he has got to say. Mm. Uh, hopefully. I mean, I think he has uh, agreed to do it. It's just finding out you know, the time when everybody's available to do that. But I'm, I'm pretty hopeful we will get that uh, relatively soon. Uh, hopefully, anyway. Uh, let's look at this one a little bit further up uh, for Belgium. Fonso Ojo, obviously, started off really great player for us. I sort of went a little bit sour towards the end, didn't it, in the way that he left. 87 times played for us, three goals. Um, not professionally, obviously, given you know Belgium's... Uh, pedigree that's not too surprising but has played for them 27 times uh, in their youth setup. Yeah I like Fonzo a really really good player um, but you can kind of understand why he's not played professionally can't you as you said Brad Belgium got a hell of a team at the minute so um, but yeah he's got an interesting one really and he kind of came out of nowhere as well didn't he when we signed him nobody had ever heard of him before and he just turned up at training I think he was mates with Kev wasn't he and he just mm. like brought him over he was like yeah it's alright can my mate play and <laughs> it turned out it was decent so yeah <laughs> Yeah, he's, but he, he was quality, wasn't that first oh, yeah. year he came in? He was he was just a different class. Um, unfortunately, he was just sour. Like I say, when we went down, he didn't then perform probably because he didn't want to be there. And obviously, how he's left is a bit sour. But he's up with Aberdeen now, I think. So, like you say, he's, he's not going to get anywhere near that Belgian side. But um, kind of playing for for us and kind of down in the lower leagues in England, he was a fantastic player. It's the same sort of thing. If you drop down, probably I think our most famous. I guess international player, if you like, you'd think um, you'd think probably Alex Cabo Garcia, obviously in Spanish, and he's not represented at any level either. But it's the same sort of thing with Belgium, isn't it? That's one hell of a side to try and break into, even at a youth level. Yeah, obviously Garcia was a he was a great player for us, wasn't he? But I, I don't think there was really any any danger of him breaking into the Spanish youth setup, given given the quality of, of Spain's you know, grassroots system and, and things like that. And, and obviously, you know, they've been a dominant force in football for a while, haven't they? Um, so, yeah, even back then, <laughs> it probably won't going to happen, unfortunately. No, I guess not. I mean, still the same, though, because obviously fantastic player, as you've just said. Uh, right, let's look at the USA then, I think, because we've obviously had a few American players over the years. Dwayne Holmes, obviously, we've spoken to him. Um, he had the option, of course, to choose whether he represented England or USA he chose USA he has played twice for them um, obviously with him being at Derby he got a bit more recognition so that was he was due I think wasn't he due to play again but he had to pull out because of injury quite recently yeah I think so he's had a couple of injuries hasn't he so um, but yeah he's um, it's, again good to see him like we said about Wallace early jumping up to get some international recognition it's good that he has he's got that so fingers crossed he can get himself fit and, and back in that squad and another one is um, Mike Greller, actually. So, somewhat surprisingly that he's not represented them just you know yet. But I know he's, he's getting on a bit. He'll be, be mid-30s, I'd have thought now. Um, but you know, he, he played for us 29 times, of course, scoring two goals. He's not represented yet. But I, I think he's, isn't he playing? He is American, obviously. But I think, isn't he playing in America as well at the minute? He's in the MLS. I think he is in, the, in that league. I'm sure he is. Yeah, I think he was, was he New York Red Bulls. Yeah, that for a few rings years. A bell. He scored quite a few goals, didn't he? So yeah. no, no international um, caps, but he did. I think he did play for the youth team. But I couldn't find the figures. So I think he represented under 18s, 19s, and 20s. So 
Um, but yeah, again, another one who kind of played for us but never really got going. Did I think he scored? I think he was scoring a goal at Derby in that five all. Yeah. Because he scored quite a good goal. I would say just one other goal other than that never really happened for him. But again, it's 2012. It was a poor team as we were moving back down the leagues. I think just before we go on to the last section, I want to pull up one other uh, stat on here. I think this is great. Um, let's just look at Jamaica because obviously we've had a handful of players uh, from Jamaica. Cleveland Taylor, of course, being one of them. Theo Robinson uh, is one as well. He's played seven times for them. Uh, before we go on to the stat that I want to look at, let's just mention uh, this particular player, Jermaine Beckford as well. Obviously, great striker. Um, didn't actually still... To you know, to say he came in, maybe it's because he replaced Keo. You know, he did so well. That's why he's remembered. But he only played eighteen times for us, didn't he? he scored eight goals. Uh, he's represented Jamaica six times, scoring once. And yeah, great player. Obviously, remember that uh, the Rotherham goal. It was Rotherham, wasn't it? Where he's on the turn. Yeah, kind of it flicked through his legs, wasn't he? And then curled it into the top corner. Brilliant goal. He scored quite a few decent goals for us that year. So, like I say, with Keo going out, we needed someone to come in up front with Billy Sharp, who just came in here to hit the ground running. So. I think a couple of people said he didn't look any good in training when he first when he first <laughs> oh, signed, yeah, but obviously that. on the pitch he was he was yeah he was brilliant. We signed him in January on though. Yeah, because Keo left Keo left in January. <clears throat> he left after that Doncaster game, and then yeah he yeah. came in and it took us towards the end of that season. Yeah, so to return, I've played 18, 18 times and score eight goals. Eight goals is is not that bad really, is it? Yeah, half a season. Uh, and then this was the stat that I want to bring up, and it was this player that won the Jamaican Sportsman of the Year in <laughs> 1998, scoring four goals in five. I imagine that's World Cup qualifier games. I think. That's correct. Yeah. Yep. Uh, Dion Burton. So obviously playing 38 times for us in 2013, six goals for us. He's represented Jamaica 62 times, scoring 13. And like I say, that Jamaican Sportsman of the Year, 98. Yeah, so I think they qualified for their first ever World Cup in 98. So obviously him getting the goals to get them there that he played in the World Cup. But yeah, another one who had a great career kind of before he came to us, banging the goals in kind of in the kind of in the lower league championship, lower leagues. And I think he got up to the Premier League a couple of times. But um, and again, promotion with us as well. So he did well for us when mm-hmm. he came. Uh, just before you uh, move on there, Brad, this is something that's quite interesting, actually, that I had no idea about. But who knew Abu Issa plays for Sudan? Yes. <laughs> yeah, well, I don't say plays, that. but he's, he's Sudanese, isn't he? So, <laughs> Yeah, I mean, perhaps he'll get a call up at some point. Who knows? Right, let's go on to one thing just to round us off. Because obviously, as I say at the start, uh, part of the reason for doing this was, uh, you know, it's November. There is traditionally an international break. So I thought it makes sense to have a look at these players. But another thing is, of course, you'll have seen this going around. You know, it goes around quite fairly often, doesn't it? Specifically in terms of Premier League squads, you know, like a a World Eleven where you get, can you get one player from, you know, a different country to fill each position in a team? Uh, And surprisingly, Andy's got one here, actually. This, I think this is, what started the research for you wasn't it but you, not only have you got um one for each position in a different from a different country it's it's hell of a side actually yeah i was quite pleased with it in the end so i've been haven't seen it um like you say these things that go around to it you kind of think the bigger clubs have got hundreds and thousands of international players to put in so i thought i'd give it a go and actually it's, it's a fairly decent side so um, a couple of people came on Twitter and, and, and kind of suggested other players, which I'm happy to sort of take on board, but see what you guys think. So mm-hmm. in goal, you've got Joe Murphy, Republic of Ireland. Um, again, we've talked about a few keepers they would not have heard of. The only real one you could probably say swapping with his Lionel Perez, but yeah. again, he only played a half a dozen games. So obviously, Joe Murphy's a, a shoe in there for me. So in defence, you've got Christian Ribeiro from Wales, uh, Murray Wallace from Scotland, 
Christian Pierce from Barbados, although he scored against us the other week, so I might take him <laughs> out. Um, and then Kelly Yuga from the Central African Republic. So he was another very good player. I, think I liked him. I remember, I do remember one Kelly Hugo incident. I got a feeling it was, I want to say it was Charlton. It might not have been. It was too old. He got sent off and he did the slowest walk you've ever seen from the far side of the pitch to the, uh, to the changing rooms. It was, it was quite incredible. Was it, was it all of them? Possibly. Someone else sent off as well. Didn't we have two players sent off that game? It could well have been. I just remember. I seem to remember it was a two-all game, and he just he was sent off in the in the corner towards the uh, Grove Wharf stand, and he just walked across the pitch, literally as slow as you've ever seen. <laughs> yeah. So, so moving moving on to midfield, then. So we've got Alex Carvalho Garcia has got to be issuing there yeah. from from Spain. He, he's a very good player. For us. Obviously, Grant McCann we've touched on, and then two more we've touched on actually. We've got Fonzo Ojo from Belgium, Dwayne Holmes representing USA. So I think that's a, a fairly decent midfield. And then front two, so we've not, we say I've kind of not looked at the English players, but kind of looking back at English players, strikers, you'd, you'd immediately, especially in our generation, would go to either Billy Sharp or, or Gary Hooper. So I plumped for Billy Sharp on the basis that obviously we won the league with him. I know Hooper got us up and then scored in the championship, but I went for Sharp. So I think that's a toss up between the two, depending on your preference. Mm-hmm. Um, and then up front with him is 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 the king. It's, it's super. Kevin Van Veen yeah. in the Netherlands. So, Our current international star. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So again, never never represented at any level, but yeah, he's, um, fingers crossed for his fitness in the in the coming weeks. And I say he's, he's kind of revived our season, hopefully, a little bit. So fingers crossed for him. And hopefully he, he'll sign a new contract and stay with us. I know you guys touched on that in your last podcast, didn't you? So yeah. hopefully we'll have him for a little longer. Um, and then just a substitute. So Lionel Perez, we've touched on from France. Scott Wiseman. Gibraltar, Dave Mulligan from New Zealand, Bjarni Larison from Iceland. Mm. He was a, a, a steady player. I remember him, and that was in the shiny white kit. So I remember him being in. Um, Ramon Numez, uh, Dion Burton from Jamaica, and Guillaume from Cameroon. So that's what I plumped for. It's a decent squad, isn't it? It's not bad at all. Um, I, he's one. The, the, I think the only one really we've not mentioned in any detail in, in, from this list is Christian Ribeiro, and uh, he was a player I liked. And again, um, hampered with injury at time, wasn't he? And actually, it's forced him to retire quite early in his career. Uh, but I, I really liked him. He was a, he was a good player. Yeah, he, he was, and again, he was part of that thirteen fourteen promotion team. Um, him on one side, Northern on the other. Did. I think we played five sometimes, but he was mm. generally there. So yeah, he was a he was a good player. No, that's yeah, it's it's a great squad, and also it's not just the fact that you can get through, you know, a full eleven with uh, you know not not doubling up on countries, but also through the bench as well. Yeah, so like I said, I was pretty pleased. I was able to to kind of put out a full squad. So um, <laughs> I say a few people came and suggested maybe um, Jermaine Beckford for Dion Burton. Um, and then Matt Elliott for Murray Wallace, but you say that's that's kind of what I've gone for. So it's all preferences, though, exactly. isn't it? Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Matt, have you got anything to add there, or shall I sort of bring it to the end? Just it's quite an interesting eleven, isn't it? And, and the fact that we've got players, you know, in in different positions from from different nations, kind of shows that we're, you know, I mean, I, I don't really know what the comparison is compared to other football league clubs, but I, you know, I, I seem to remember us having quite a few, you know, different national nationality players throughout the years. So um, you know, it's quite interesting. And, and most of the time, you know, every now and again, you get like a kind of bit of a cult hero, don't you? So obviously for Kevin and. Then, uh, Garcia and and, uh, and Byrne from Ireland, obviously. So it's uh, quite interesting, and, and it seems that the, the cult heroes generally are from, um, you know, the non-English nations. So that's quite mm. interesting. 
Yeah. Uh, right. And I think we will probably leave that there. So, yeah, I think certainly a, a few more uh, international players than I was expecting. And like I say, some that have only just, repre- you know, only times we've got one player from one country like Dunvald Turan. I think we've only got one from Italy as well, things like that. So, I, I, you know, I find this really interesting. Um, we'll obviously be back here next month. I think next month, because obviously it's December, uh, it makes sense to look at maybe that week from, you know, like Boxing Day to New Year's Day and that, that sort of steady run of fixtures in there or, or just Boxing Day specifically perhaps and you know just have a look how we tend to do over the Christmas period I think that would make sense so that will probably be up around about the same time next month so just before Christmas I think um, so thank you very much for listening to this thank you for the continued support on Patreon we do appreciate it and um, we'll be back for regular uh, podcast episodes also Match Day Lives if you've been uh, listening to those uh, we're doing little live broadcasts before uh, each game generally and I think those are getting downloaded and uploaded straight to patreon so if you do miss them they will be on here so you can listen to them at a later date Uh, but like i say thank you very much for supporting this and we'll see you on here for another stats one next month hold up what was that boring no flavor that was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week kiki palmer here and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free hello fresh jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi now that's music to my mouth hello fresh let's get this dinner party started discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com 